When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay who will be in every single episode. Blood. <laughs> Why would you do it again? Oh my gosh. Oh man. Here we are just trying to... <laughs> Pre-episode, Ben was doing some mic checks, and I was trying to think of the opposite of his jovial, jingly nature over there. No, they almost and, Ethan almost certainly left it in as a cold open. Absolutely, almost, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Now they've heard you say blood unexpectedly well, now, twice. Maybe you should put the cold open after this part now, because it'll have ruined the opening joke. <laughs> <laughs> testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Ba-da-da. Blood. <laughs> Blood. I was just trying to say something really jarring. <laughs> that was jarring. Yeah, that, I knew it. Blood. Why blood? Why's blood in the mind? <laughs> you were just in such a happy testing <laughs> jingle. <laughs> like, what would be the opposite of this? Blood. Blood. Uh, <clears throat> oh, man. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay, I'm going to not breathe in super deep because when I do, I usually like. No, I got you. Okay, yeah, off kilterness. So I was, you know, we we already we already moved past it. You and me as bros, it was a hilarious inside joke from ten minutes ago. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I thought, you know what? Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it around again. Never too late. Oh man, you know, last week I had to I had to give too early. Never too early. Last week I had to give I had to give blood, and it's not something I'm good at at all. I don't never given blood. Never, not once. Nope. What? Yeah. How on earth have you made it this long in life? I mean, I've had to like give blood for like blood samples to be like tested at the doctor, but not like I haven't like donated blood just for like being a good person, which now that I'm saying it as I'm like, maybe I should be donating blood more. I don't even know my blood type. (laughs) I don't know my blood type either, but I will say for the record that I was not giving blood like to the to the Red Cross, which I agree is probably something I I should I should or could do more of. Um, (laughs) I've never uh, bled. Uh, yeah, not you even once. It's like when I fall bloodless. and scrape, my, when I fall and scrape myself on a sidewalk. You want to know what happens? Literally nothing. Literally nothing. There, there's no. There's no. Skin I've never even fell. <laughs> I'm mistake free. Why fall? Oh my gosh. Could you imagine making it like, I wonder if there's like a record, you know, like, like, uh, like whatever, um, you know, watchers of the universe that are like looking on at us mortals Yeah, are like, this kid has made it to age seven without falling. Without this, this kid like, hasn't spilled one drop of blood. It is unbel- It is unprecedented. Unprecedented. It's like like literally there must be a record held by someone. Yeah. Who uh, 
who unbeknownst to themselves, like uh, they, they, nobody keeps track of this. Yeah, thing. like how could you prove it? Like this is the first time I'm bleeding. I promise. Like yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, All right. You made it to age twelve before ever getting a cut. I don't think so. It okay. seems unlikely. It you seems know what? unlikely. I've seen, I have. I have a. Uh, you know, I have three boys, and they can barely make it ten minutes. You know. <laughs> right. 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 Yes. Yeah. That's not true. They're not um, that violent. <laughs> but anyway, so I was gonna say it was. It was really kind of funny and interesting because I. Um, I. I do have a lot of nerves. So I was, I was giving like a blood sample for like medical reasons or whatever. Yeah, okay, sure. So it was just like one of those things where like a blood draw. Um, but they did have to take like four vials worth, you know, oh my so God. it felt like a lot. Yeah. Um, but I am not good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like one of these things like, uh, where I do look at, I'm not even like that nervous about it going to do it, like knowing that I need to do it. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm aware of the fact that my physiological reaction to this activity could possibly make me pass out. Right. Um, which is never, it's never officially done before. Like I've never actually like lost consciousness, but I can, I can get like really pale, uh, like, you know, kind of break out in like a cold sweat, like very like lightheaded. And, um, I have had to like walk down a hallway and like, like sit on the floor because I was like that, like yeah. head spun by it. I do remember um, on one particular occasion we were in Vermont and we were fishing onto the boat. I knew you were going to tell this and, story. Well, I mean, I have to, you know, you know it's, okay. it's my, it's my job as your older brother, Ben. Yep. Go ahead and, uh, go, yeah, go ahead and remind so we me. Were, yeah. We were, uh, something, some, something, something happened. And all of a sudden just a fish hook ended up in Ben's finger hand. I, well, so I, I caught a fish and I was taking the hook off yeah. and, um, I think that I didn't have enough line, uh, like, pulled out from my from my rod and so uh when the fish kind of like lurched it just like i I didn't even move my hand a Mm. lot Uh. but it was just enough to what the like the hand that was holding it one of the hooks that that the had not caught the fish got stuck in my finger so then i had the hook in my finger and the other end of the the like treble hooks which is like the like the three prong hook things on like a fishing lure yeah uh, was still stuck in the fish and so i i yeah so i had this i had this like kind of moment of panic that like i was gonna not be able to get the uh fish like the 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 hook free from the fish and the fish was going to continue to move and like jerk the hook around inside Uh, of my hand right which now that i'm saying it out loud it's like it's like i feel like i feel pretty like like this was an okay thing to be like a little bit you know i mean it's certainly yeah you don't want that to happen by any means yeah but But your body's reaction was to go completely rigid and start falling towards the edge of the boat yeah that's true that's true yeah Yeah. so i i mean i would say on this particular occasion i did pass out like i Mm. I mean i lost consciousness yeah uh inside of the situation and it was the same same kind of sensation where i was like you know very pale Mm. very sweaty very like faint um quite literally uh but you know it's it's also one of those things and i feel like i've become very aware of it with addison where it's like i feel like growing up like fishing was something we do with their dad fairly frequently and i feel like the emphasis that he had on the way that fish hooks are shaped uh in the way that there's like the the reverse facing barb yeah. on it it's sort of like it's very unideal so to speak to have one stuck inside of your person right because because what they are intended to do is be hard to get out right and so like, once it's in the fish's mouth that then it'll get caught before they can spit it out exactly yeah um and so i think that like you know as a kid it was such a big warning and i think it was something that i was so fearful of happening yeah like from such a young age that like it was almost like the the five-year-old version of me that was taught the lesson not to get a hook stuck in yourself. It was like all of the fear of the five-year-old was being like 
selected and transplanted into like my like you know 19 year old human body right yeah um and so it was just like one of these things where it was like i don't like i couldn't even told you that this was something i was like bothered by like even talking about it now i'm not like uncomfortable talking about it are you sure okay you need to sit down (laughs) i am sitting (laughs) down you're already sitting down i'm fine i'm fine um but uh yeah so anyway that 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 did happen and i've wondered about this before and so it's like it's like the weird thing about it and and i actually think it'll it'll mesh up nicely that you chose that particular example um so I went, I went to go like do the blood thing and I walked in and, you know, like I, um, you know, like I'm chatting with like the, the phlebotomist and, um, you know, she's just like explaining to me like, you know, how, how long she's been doing it and like all the, all this type of stuff. Cause my big, my big play is to like talk so much that yeah. I don't, I don't pay attention to like, you know, kind of like what's happening or whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, I told her just straight up, I was like, I'm not super great with blood. So I just want to like, you know, like let you know in advance, um, you know, and, and so I was like, so if I'm like looking away or like not at my arm or anything, or like, you know, the blood in the tubes or anything, it's because it, it's like, I'm not good with it. So I was just trying to like prepare her in advance. And so like, you know, I just have my arm over to the side. I'm like looking to the left and the whole thing happens. And I was like, and she's like, and you're done. And I was like, no way. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I did it. Yes. And I feel fine. Well done, self. I'm okay. Yay. You know, and and I don't doubt that if I had <clears throat> looked at it, that it would have it would have caused the issue. Yeah. Um. However, I didn't, and I was fine. And um, what was really interesting about it though was this exact same day, um, Alice was at work, and her uh, sister Sammy, um was going through and they were like changing mannequins to like do outfits for um like social media posts for the the website. Okay. And um in the process of doing it, she was like going to take like a dress off of like this mannequin. And as she like pulled it off, I don't know if she like hit like a piece on the mannequin or like a, like a zipper on the dress or something, but she like sliced her finger open. Oh no. And you know, it was like one of these weird things where I was like, I literally just like, I faced my, like my fear, you know, like I did it and I was okay. And then like Alice is like telling me about this like vicious scrape that Sammy endured that like was bad enough that like Sammy like needed to like leave and she didn't need stitches or anything, but she did need to like leave to go home and like, you know, clean it up and everything. Cause it was, it was like not, fixable you know there in yeah, the shop sure um and as they're explaining this story to me i'm i'm growing faint oh no and i'm like what the heck man like i it's like this same day yeah i dealt with this problem like, and my, i was my fine own, my own blood came out of me no problem i'm hearing a secondhand account of someone else's blood leaving them yes and how so, many people are you endangering right now with this story i know i literally as i was telling the story i was like there's somebody who's like i, I can't i'm turning it I'm off turning it off and now they Sorry. won't even know that like that like i see them and i hear them and i understand them because they already turned off the episode um so my my apologies uh if you know somebody who did that be sure to let them know that i that i that, that i did uh, offer my condolences but um what, what I, so i keep trying to think about it because i'm like is it the needle is it the blood is it like the the pain and it's like like when i got my tattoo for example you know it was like i had a needle to my arm causing pain for five straight hours yeah you know so it was like and that didn't bother me at all. I, right. had, I had no issues whatsoever. It's really and, the blood. It, well, so, but it might be, but like at the same rate, it's like one of these things like where if I would like fall and like scrape my leg or my knee. Right. Although even now that I'm giving this example, I know for a fact that it's not true because there's <laughs> another example that you were there for where this same thing almost happened. That was um, way worse. That was, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was like down to the bone. Yeah. You so could, you could was, see like white underneath there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, horrifying. Yeah. Um, but, All right. But what so a I was thinking start about we're having. I know. Yeah, this is really good. This is really good. Has anybody stuck around this far? Um, but so I'm trying to think if it's if it's 
possibly uh the other thing is that there's there's also veins involved inside of this whole ecosystem and then there's your hands and i feel like hands are like a vulnerable and important piece of your body and i think the idea of like something bad happening to them is like something that like really worries me. oh my gosh you know? I, I remember um did you watch squid game I never did, no. Oh no. my gosh, what? You no. haven't watched Squid Game? Was it good? That was a rhetorical question. I was just going to remind you of a scene. Oh, okay. Okay, really, the whole show, it, yes, absolutely go watch it. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, but there is there was one scene where it was like, I saw one scene in it, and anyone who's watching will know where something happens to someone's hand, and I was like, okay, if this is a level of gore we're going to have for the rest of the show, I might, I don't know, I don't know, but that was like, it it wasn't like there's plenty of death on screen because it's Squid Game and you know only one can survive or whatever. Sure. But uh, yeah, so these, these people, are all things as I know. People are dying left and right, but th- none of that was as bad as what happens to the one guy's hand. And I was like, oh, if they're gonna keep having shots like that, I don't know about this. But that was just like the one extreme example in the whole show, and it was it was fine after that. But it did it like made me like fearful. I was like, um, mm, 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 I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I swear, I feel like sometimes this is a thing with shows where they like they they want to like test your resolve very early on or else it's like like you know i don't like horror movies for example so Mm -hmm. like like anything that makes me like deeply upset or like worried or scared or something it's like it's not really something that usually like jives with me in a way that like i'll probably really be able to like bite into it and consume and be like a part of it i just don't enjoy it um but i like sometimes i wonder if like like in pilots of new shows or like episode one of a new show a lot of times they will include something that's like really intense and violent yeah and i'm like are you trying to like we people out or is this like a hook for right. some people where it's kind of like oh well, this, this is the kind of show we got going yeah. on well, this was like in the third episode so you were pretty in at this point you're pretty you in know? okay that's a good point that's no a good doubt point about yeah. it yeah so um, i don't know about that but oh do you know what on the note of horror movies yeah oh my gosh so we are in the season of Halloween at the moment. Like it's, you know, it's it's coming up in the near enough future that they've started running trailers for horror movies that'll be coming out around Halloween. Yep. Let me tell you what I cannot stand is trailers for horror movies. Like n- because like yesterday, you know, we're all sitting in the living room and I'm just watching like the Washington Commanders game, you know, with me and Luke and Nick and Nate and Beth and like and like two different occasions throughout it it's just like and we'll be back after a 30 second break and it's like and it's like cut to horror movie trailer and it's like immediately just like boom like so like just such like scary image and i'm like whoa like you know fortunately the kids happen to be immediately distracted but had they not been it was just like it would be like that would have been terrifying for them right like then you're it's subjecting like, them <coughs> to like like witnessing this thing like with no with no yeah. like like mention yeah, right but like, like otherwise there's nothing there's nothing wrong with like your kids watching like football, football or sports yeah like that's fine it's like hard cut into horror movie and i was like whoa this is oh, so annoying i hate when they do it in um even when i'm at the theater or whatever like if you go to like around this time of year you know if you go to a kids movie not gonna be a problem but if you go to like a pg or pg 13 movie or something like you're gonna be watching stuff and they're just gonna be like hey guess what here's some horror movies for you and you're like yeah. i'm not here seeing a horror movie so i don't need to be advertised to for this thing that i'm not interested in thank you for your creepy trailer <laughs> 
great. I, I know. Yeah. But then there's also the toss up. I mean, that's it's a good point because it's like it's like, no, you know, there's nothing less effective than an advertisement that is falling on like, you know, deaf ears. Like, yeah. where it's just sort of like, like, this is not the person. Is that even the phrase? I don't even know if it was. I like went with it as if that was like a thing to say. Is deft a word? D-E-F-T? Deft is a word. Okay. Anyway, my bad. So I don't know if that was the right way to use that or not. But, okay. um, but like, like having an advertisement go out to somebody who has absolutely like no intention whatsoever. It's like, like that's like the worst mismatch. But then at the same rate, like the more personalized advertisements are growing or becoming is also like one of these things where it's like, it's like really uncomfortable for different reasons. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, this knows me too well. Like, mm. did it hear me talking about that? Like what's going on? Um, so it's like, it's like, this is a better ad for you. And we know that it's a better ad for you because data, but also it's like, well, that feels invasive all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't know about this. <laughs> so, so maybe I, you should like, you know, it's like every time you see a commercial for something like that means nothing to you whatsoever. It's like, cool yeah i love i love the um sometimes when you download an app these days like they are now required to like prompt you with like can like allow app to track your activity or whatever oh, which yes. i always click no yeah right right <laughs> like right. some apps have gotten really like crafty about it and they've like set up several screens in advance and it's like you're about to be prompted with this question in order to better serve you and make sure you have a more tailored experience that in you know right you know yep. they're like make sure you click this button and it's like oh sneaky sneaky app look at listen to you try to pitch me on why this is better no no way i'm not doing it no way no tracking thanks not. thanks thanks not uh, or even i think most websites are now like required to be like accept cookies and you have to like accept them and i'm always like nope and then sometimes if like um if there's a if there's an if there's like not an option to like like deselect them or something. Sometimes it's like you must accept all cookies. And I'm like, well, then I'm just leaving. See ya. I, I do that. <laughs> I all can the live time. without this yeah. information. It's like, oh, I'll find it somewhere else. Yep, never yeah. mind. I can, I can, I can deal with this. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, interestingly, though, I feel like we we've just now touched on a couple of a couple of a couple of things that may may fit nicely into a a topic that I have sort of slated uh, for for today, uh, specifically with the horror movies, because um, I think I think that the I'll, I'll see if I can if I can structure this this narrative in a way that makes sense. But um, the the rough premise, the rough idea here is like um, very frequently horror movies would go incredibly differently if the characters inside of the movie just had cell service oh yeah right yeah this is a big problem for horror movies yes yeah it's like it's it's almost always like the ability to communicate changes the dynamic of the environment so drastically that like if if the like directors writers whatever don't account for showing you the scene where it's like oh no bars you know unfortunately we don't have the ability to call help here um it's it's such an obvious like loophole plot hole problem it's like right. why w- it's like if, if they're like locked in the shed or something why not just call somebody with their cell phone that's in their hand it's like oh no okay see we, we, we've seen it yes. now. I can't. all this paranormal activity is affecting my cell service and such 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 right but so what it, what it really speaks to though in my mind is the overall importance of the ability to communicate mm, no doubt and how much that changes everything um and so one of the things that i was thinking about and and chatting a little bit with you and ethan the editor this morning um was the concept of like the the fact that we are currently living through the advent 
of the interweb. Mm -hmm. So think about like society as a horror movie. And before the advent of the internet, we didn't have service. And now we do have service. Right. And so it's sort of like, it's like, to me, it's like, it's a, it's a goofy way to illustrate the example, but it's like, that is how much more capable we are at doing anything on a global scale now right that like 50 years ago was not available that was that was the no bars situation right like you're just waiting on a letter in the mail or like a a physical phone call from a landline uh, yeah yeah a fax machine right right and and to be fair i mean it's not like in i think you could probably make the point a couple of times over like because there's also like the advent of like the wordpress which then allowed for like newspapers and, and newspapers themselves were just a much 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 more prominent form of communicating information um on a on a global scale prior to you know, uh, like, oh, yeah, like yeah. prior to the Internet, like and, yeah. and people just paid more attention to newspapers then because there was no Internet as like a m- more efficient. Oh, yeah. Version. Right. Like imagine the only way you got news from the neighboring town is someone literally came physically to the town and was just could just tell you things that were happening there. If you if they knew what was up and if their information was accurate, and it's just like that's this is how we get information. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but so that that's sort of like one of the things that like I, I personally I I think that like um, I I keep coming back to this conclusion. I'm like maybe what I should have done or studied in school is just like anthropology, like you know the study of humanity mm-hmm. or societies or yeah. whatever. But so the big one is. Uh, the big question I had written down in in my my horror movie example with was like, do all aliens just uh, do all aliens have the internet? And mm. the answer is that probably not not all aliens, not all other intelligent life that must exist out there somewhere necessarily has the internet. But um, there is a a really interesting plot point in uh, the the book. Project Hail Mary. Okay, yeah. Um, that basically just is like humanity itself is attempting to solve a problem in space. And they arrive at the location of the problem. And big spoiler warning in case you're reading the book or have any intention of doing so. Quiet pause. We're waiting. You've had enough time to click away. Basically, what they discover at the location of the problem is another form of, of intelligent life also there at the same time trying to solve the same problem. Right. And one of the big things that the, that, you know, our intelligent life with their intelligent life have a conversation about is like, what are the odds of us being here at exactly the same time? Right. And the conclusion is that it's utterly inevitable because they are two societies that were closely matched enough that like, like the, the, the expanse of all universe is so absolutely massive. Um, but being impacted by the same problem means that either certain planets, certain intelligent life may just be able to solve it from their home planet. Other intelligent life may not be able to solve it at all and therefore can't arrive on scene. And therefore what you're left with is two intelligent life species that are able to arrive at the same location to solve the same problem. Right. Because right. they are at the same level of technological advancement. Right. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, what, like, like there is no other time where they would have both arrived because the problem is happening now. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which I, I, that was like one of those like explanations where I'm like reading the book and I was like, yeah, like, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Man, goodness. Like my mind just exploded. Yeah. Um, anyway, all that's to say though, uh, to, to, to continue along my path, my, my narrative here is sort of like i'm so curious to know if you were to if you were to ever have you know like like twenty thousand years from now or something like that where there's the 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 grand gathering of all intelligent life in the universe at some type of 
Coliseum yeah, type. Galaxy Con. Galaxy Con. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Galaxy Con. <laughs> you think they have a bounce of gas? <laughs> they almost certainly do. Yeah. Um, I imagine it literally as like the uh, the in Star Wars where like Palpatine is like elected whatever he's elect, elected at hmm. in the prequels. Yeah, right. That's what I imagine. Supreme Chancellor. Yeah, yeah, like where where you've got like this big area and everybody's like you know from all their different like worlds and stuff and like they're like little pod. Yeah, got the little floating disc things. Right. Yeah. But what I suspect <clears throat> is that like. If you're to to go through and look at all of these these species or, or you know uh, forms of intelligent life or whatever that have all converged into the same location, um, the process of being able to all converge on that same location suggests that every single one of those has been able to create at least similar enough technology to be able to be a part of the meeting, and therefore. If we as humans are there in the first place, all of those places have also likely created the internet, which means all of those planets all respectively have their own timelines and development of technology, wherein you can observe, I bet, consistent behaviors across mass populations with the advent of whatever version the internet is for every single planet. Yeah, like whenever a civilization, what basically we're saying is that any given intelligent species after eventually they are everyone is barreling towards the internet at some point and eventually they'll get their own version of it and after they do what happens next is almost predictable it's almost predictable yeah yeah, yeah exactly like like we're we're following what is probably like a fairly common set of events because with enough data like you know th- there has to be trends that are that are fairly consistent and what does the dispersion of information ultimately do for planets right and um in my personal opinion the dispersion of information is a good thing and therefore it's like the advent of the internet must be a good thing but we're still in you know the first 30 years mm-hmm. yeah 30 years we're, we're still within the first 30 years of it so what i am like what i what i am so curious about is like first hundred years of internet in an advanced civilization what does it do to the overall planet? Oh, I'm surprised you think the internet's going to look the same in a hundred years. You I don't. Know? I don't know that I think it will right, look yeah. the same, <laughs> and I think that our behaviors with the internet will will continue to look different. One of the points I feel like I made uh, in in like one of the earlier episodes of the Pop is the question as to whether or not uh, a portion of human advancement isn't the inevitability of. Um, optionally choosing to not use all of the technology that is available to you. Right. Um, it, it basically as like a, like, yes, there is the ability to have more technology. However, what we have discovered is that we as humans are happier with less of it. Um, and, and I think probably that's where technological advancement would inevitably plateau mm-hmm. because there is like less push for more advancement because we've kind of like reached like the threshold. We've, yeah, we've done it. We've gone as far as we can go. Uh, oh, yeah. As far as we can go, probably until the next big step. Right. You know, because there know. are plateaus in all technological <clears throat> advancement at some point in time. Right. I know. I'm like people. Uh, this is like um, one of those things where I feel like I keep thinking about like AI stuff recently. And I like I, I think Hank Green just had like a TikTok where he's like, I don't think I'm like angry guy yells at lawn about the AI stuff. And, you know, it's like all the you know, the, these are the problems I'm seeing. And I'm like, what's interesting about it to me is that like when you hear people talk about it, it feels like what they're afraid of is humans at the top using AI to replace all of the people beneath them and then like benefiting greatly from the AI. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds bad. We don't want that to happen. But like, I feel like what people, but like whenever people conceptualize it, it's still, it's, it's like the problem is still that there's someone, it's like there's someone at the top pulling the levers. And I'm like, the real problem is going to be when it's not people pulling the levers 
at all. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. It's right. like you're afraid there's some human who's going to use the AI to like, like, like stop having to use other people because they could just have the machines do it for them. And it's like, what happens when the machines realize they can just use the machines <laughs> to do the stuff for them? Like that, and they're like, you know, it's like you don't want like a situation where someone is like, I don't need any more writers or directors or films, or I don't even need people on set anymore. I can just have the AI to write the entire script, generate the entire finished product in itself, and just send that to the movie theater. Like, that's great. That, you know, like that, that I don't, I don't need any, I don't even need actors. I can computer generate everything, the right. whole thing, their voices, nothing is needed. It can do literally everything and do it way faster. And people will come and see that movie. And it's like, that would be a bummer if that sort of thing starts to happen and who's to say whether or not it will. But what would be even worse is if it's not even a person deciding that. If it's just a machine being like, well, I can just make movies and so I will just do that and then people will come see it and then I, the machine, will make money and then I, the machine, will use those resources to do other things. And it's like that, that's the real danger or potential danger i suppose that i feel like people are always it feels like people are afraid of people abusing the machines i'm like guys it's not the people people are going to do that but what's going to be worse is if the machines abuse themselves the Um, the real question though because i mean the one of the big things that 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 hinges on a little bit as well is like the assumption that like if ai technology can become sentient enough to the point where it's making decisions of its own accord like like if if eventually AI is like, hey, the, these engineers that we're working with, they're not fast enough. I'm just going to create AI Corp and I will file for, you know, a limited liability company and I will start my own organization where I will have my my AI engineers creating and developing tech that I can then, you know, grow and build and do things with and, and so on and so forth. Right. The idea, the, 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 the catch there is like the assumption that AI wants what we as humans want. And that is true too. You're um, right. Like there is, there is sort of those sort of things, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, those, those are like the limitations I feel like you put up in your brain that like, Oh yeah, they wouldn't, no, but the, but machines would have no reason to want that. Machines can't want, and it's like yeah, but machines couldn't write or do music or anything or things like you know like last week. And <laughs> sure, sure, know? sure. So like, like you know the, the the it does feel like the um it it does feel like there's there's a a version of exponential growth involved with it where it's almost like you know once once the uh it's like the fibonacci sequence it's like it's sort of like you know one plus one equals two two plus two equals four four plus four equals eight eight plus eight equals 16 you know and it's sort of like those numbers are all still small and manageable enough but like it does not take long for like you know what 32 64 128 256 yeah you know 512 and it's sort of like all of a sudden it's like who okay it only took a, a small handful of moments before that there was there was right. zeros at the end of this you know I don't think that's the fibonacci sequence but is, is that not right i think it's like one plus one is two and then two plus one is three and three plus two is five five plus three is eight. Oh, eight maybe you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. what am i there's a different word yeah. for for whatever compounding i was just describing but you i think you're you are correct yeah, yeah okay yeah. just so yeah no good save good save <laughs> all the comments uh, yeah everybody's like oh man, man truly all right if you already left the comment you now have to leave another comment saying i'm sorry they caught it. They caught Those it. Those are the rules. Those they, are the they, rules. <laughs> I don't make them. I just make them. No, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, nailed it. Yeah. Anyway, it also feels like uh, probably we've we've reached the end of our rope for the lack, the amount of intelligence that we have uh, in our ability to predict the future of AI. So it seems like a good spot for a transition. Blood. 
popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, Jay. Okay, I'm yeah. excited about it. I'm excited about a note you have here in, yeah. the, uh, in the show notes for the day. It's called the chocolate explosion. Yeah, that's what it was. That's please, what happened. Please tell me this is a positive chocolate explosion. Well, you know, Ben, it just it's a it's a it's a practice in spin is what you have to do oh, here. Oh dear. I mean, okay, okay. Yesterday, <sighs> so man, I was so Beth was off. Um she was running a half marathon at up at uh, Virginia Tech doing the Hokey Half, which Woo, she did great at. Woo, congratulations. It ran a 201 flying. Uh did a really great job in her preparations for her Richmond marathon later this year. But um, anyway, I was at home and I was making um, pancakes for the boys, as I like to do on the weekend. Love it. Good times, good times. And Luke uh, was requesting, I think, some like chocolate chips or something for his pancakes, which already had chocolate chips in them. But or maybe he wanted sprinkles. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) We're having a real sugary pancake here. So anyway, I'm going and I'm looking for them in the pantry. And we have like this little um, tub that has like all of the baking supplies in it and and I can see them, and I reach um, past it, and as I'm bringing my arm back, I the container gets caught on a uh, box, or like a, the little container of Hershey's cocoa powder. Okay. Are you familiar with it? Like the little brown one? It's got like a brown lid on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I know the yeah, exact one. Yeah, it's a real flimsy lid, and what I, it, it got caught on the side of the basket, and the pop just the top just popped off and the whole thing flipped upside down inside my pantry. Oh no. Oh my gosh, dude. It was like, I don't know if you can imagine listener, my pantry at home, it has got wire rack shelves. So lots of lots of little openings. And then this was probably the fourth shelf up. So like each shelf has got like a Tupperware, like big plastic Rubbermaid container style looking thing that has got like the various sorted kitchen materials in it all and like on its way down. I mean, I cannot tell you how everywhere this chocolate got like it landed. I mean, it goes through all four wire racks. It lands in this giant bag on the floor on its way down. It gets in every single container, every single like object on the entire right side of the pantry is now like covered in chocolate chocolate dust oh my god it was like it was it was this like minor little thing that happened in like one second and all of a sudden it's like oh i was i was so close to because it's like fall is a is is upon us and i've been looking forward to it so much but it has come with like some version of allergies which is like i'm just adjusting to at the moment i don't know if you can hear it in my voice or anything but I was like one step away from handing Luke the sprinkles and being like, all right, boys, I'm going to go take a shower real quick, which I just wanted to go stand in the steam, you know, get out of here. It's been bothering me for like two hours now. I'm like, I'm so close. Here we go. This is the last thing I have to do. No <laughs> chocolate explosion. Oh, my gosh. It, I mean, it was just uh, I can't it, like and the problem with chocolate is especially this particular chocolate powder is that you go and try and like wipe it. It's like, I don't even know how to clean it up. Cause you try and get like wipe it with like water. It just turns into 
chocolate <laughs> it's like <laughs> a chocolate sauce it's just chocolate sauce now and you try to like wipe it away and it's like now there's more brown you're like no this can't be what's happening right now and it's on everything like there's clumps of it just in every single bucket i had to clean out the entire i mean i ended up cleaning out the entire pantry because i finished like the first half of it and as i'm going through you know i'm like I may as well just get the other half, but I had to like hand wash every single like object in the pantry, which was a good purge, by the way. There were some things like, well, this is expired. This is gone. Oh my gosh. The, yeah. The number of times you go through like your pantry and you're like, yeah. well, this expired in 2019. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Like, we renovated our <coughs> kitchen since then. Why know, does like, this get why? put back? How is this here? <laughs> that this means, that means we intentionally put it back in the new cabinet. I know. I know. Sometimes like even here at the office, I know that when we moved to this office, from the old office I was I know there was a, a particular jar of peanut butter that I just like wrote on that was like um this is Jonathan's peanut butter nobody touch it or else seriously don't do it like it's like this very sloppy handwriting and that peanut butter is like well since it's ex- expiration date and every time I pick it up I'm like I should just throw this away but I'm like no it's funny that I wrote this on here and I want someone to discover it and be like, why is this peanut butter? So <laughs> I'm like, this joke is going to land. <laughs> I'm still holding out. I'm putting it back. I'm putting it back. We're holding on to it. Now I've ruined it. Now I'm I know. I was going to say, I'm, like, I'm going to like, like pop into the office. Yeah. And I'm like, you mind if I make some toast? <laughs> is that my peanut butter? I don't think so. <laughs> Only if you but, want salmonella. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It was just, I, I, I don't even know if I necessarily have a point. I just wanted to tell the story because I couldn't believe the amount at which it got everywhere. Like there couldn't have been a worse object to spill because it just like balloons out. It clouds up everything. And like the more I clean it, I'm like this, everything in this pan is like the kind of problem where if like I have to take care of it right now too, because it's like, if I let it sit, if I let the kids get in here, if I let them walk across the floor, which of course it's also completely over like it's going to begin a terrible process where like if it gets on their hands and then they like get even the tiniest bit damp it is going to and they touch anything like the whole house is not like one tiny spill in the back corner of my pantry is threatening to cover my entire house in brown smears for until we move. It's, it's you like, know? Yeah, like your own private little chocolate pandemic. It's exactly like, what it was. Like, it was like, like, it's I like cannot, if it gets anywhere, it will be everywhere. It's exactly what it was. It was like, I cannot believe the magnitude of this problem right now, which feels like it shouldn't be that big a deal. But like, and it's like, as I'm doing it, like Nick and Nate are watching Bluey and Luke is kind of like off to himself. He eventually like tried to start helping me a little bit, which was super nice of him. But also it was like, you're not really, you're just sort of, you know, you don't understand the full scope of the problem. So the part you're attacking is like, I'm just going to have to clean that up again anyway. But thank you for your help. Yeah. yeah in the yeah. meantime, I, I think that that it must be a, it makes you wonder how many times in life that you like thought you were helping mom and dad. Yeah. But, and like in reality, it was sort of like. We're going to have to go back and redo this afterwards. Redo this anyway. So, the good news is that at this point, my entire pantry is completely reorganized and looks amazing and beautiful, which is great news for me. But, like, I just, it was like, I think that's really what it was for me. It was that, like, this tiny problem turned into this, like, like, the way it scaled up and its potential disaster, if not handled right this second, was like, it ballooned up so fast and it was just like oh boy this could be this could be the worst and i could be dealing with this minor accident 
which has no physical consequences, but could be like, uh, it, this could create like a decade long mess, you know? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, like, like you'll get most of it. You'll get most of it and, or you'll get used to some of it, you know, but there'll be that like one random brown smear on the wall that just dried on there and you ran out of, you know, you didn't notice it on the day of, and now it's been two weeks and you're like, that's from the, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll come back and get that. But then you never do. Cause it just sort of starts blending in. It's like, <sighs> I mean, I was, I was like the the amount of anger I felt it. It took me like two hours too to clean up. Like it was not like a quick fix. Oh my gosh, you know, it was yeah. it was terrible. No, I mean, anyway, it, it is it. no. You're you're absolutely right though. I mean, like uh, like just this this past uh, like week or two, Alice has been looking at like a couple of new rugs, and she just opened like a home side to like the like the nude business. So there's like a lot of like really cool um, like home goods that yeah. are, like sort of coming <clears throat> through the door and stuff. And so if she's like found something she liked or whatever, like or like a like a like a rug. We've got like this area that's like Addie's play area, and once upon a time we bought a rug for it, and it didn't actually fit the space, but it was one of those things where like. Yeah, well, we have a newborn, and we brought it home, and it's here now, and that's just it. It was just sort of like, well, we're just gonna leave it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like it doesn't really fit, but the, but also we're not we're not doing anything about this. So, right, that's, so that's like whatever. That's but so anyway, she she found this new uh, like you know this someone brought in like a rug that was really cool and had like some neat history and stuff to it. So um, she brings it home, and you know a couple weekends ago we're going through and like we're pulling everything up, and in the process of doing so, you know we we lift up the old rug to which there's just like a million uh, like Christmas tree pine needles. Oh really? Like, everywhere, and it's like you know Allie and I are looking at each other, and it's like. When we put our stuff away, it's like we're like we cleaned hard that day, right? You know, it's like like <clears throat> it's not like we we like just just like left it as if this like yeah. wasn't going to be like something that would like bother us. And it's like, how are there this many needles left? Like, because it's like at some point in time that means that day we broke down the Christmas tree. We absolutely had like all the vacuum cleaners out. We would have been like doing you know running over it and running over it and running over it and trying to like make sure it was all like back to normal and. Clearly, we did not do it well enough, but right. it's, but like in my head, I cannot reconcile a situation where we walked away from how much mess was very clearly still left underneath right. this rug. Yeah, and I'm like, how does this even happen? How does it even happen? Is it is it like breeding down here? Oh you know, man, like, yeah, it's like is it yeah is, is it expanding? Is this even from last year? How many years of pine needles is this? I know it's like yeah, because at some point in time, we we even bought a um a uh a, what is it called like a like a like a fake tree, just a yeah. fake Christmas tree. Yeah. And so it's like, doesn't, it shouldn't drop needles. It's like, so, the, and, and I can't remember if we used it last year or not. I think we bought one last year. I think we bought a real Christmas tree last year. Um, yeah, I think so. I think you yeah. were there. Yeah. I think we were there for that one. So anyway, but like that, that was, that thought was going through my mind too. I'm like, it can't be from that long ago because we were using a not real tree for a while. Right. Um, and anyway, so it was like, Oh my gosh, how did this even, but so I really, all I'm just trying to say is I can completely relate to your chocolate dilemma. It's like, if yeah. you didn't clean it up, Chances are, I bet there's still some of it that shows up. Well, that that was the other thing. It was just like, not only do I need to clean this up now, it's like I can't even like part. It's like it's not like I can partially clean this up and just be like, yeah, it's okay. I have some chocolate got in here because it's like any given at any given moment in the future, if a child gets their hands suddenly covered in the chocolate dust, like the the problem continues to persist. Yes, you know, it's like this is a clean it up all now or else it will come back to bite you. <laughs> this is where you wish you could just call it 2319 in, you know, yeah, and just right? have, you know, just, just like, like get a, in here, close it down, shut it off. Right. Yeah. It's like, let's get some big fans blowing, some air filters, mm-hmm. plastic wrap the walls, hazmat suits. 
That's what you need. All gone. All right. All gone. Transition. Transition. Were you ever the first person at school? The first person? Like at the whole school? Well, no, just in your classroom. Like it was just you and the teacher there waiting for the other kids. I would say so very rarely. There, I remember my senior year of high school cross country, we actually did uh, morning runs like Monday, Wednesday, Friday before school. Okay. Um, like where the team would, you know, like get there early and we would go and run and like shower and like the, the school showers and stuff. I never used the school showers even once. Oh man. Yeah. It was, it was like one of those things like where I think all of us sort of, it, it really, it really was like, there was a massive barrier for everybody. And I think it was kind of like, we're either going to do this or we're going to not do it. And it's like, we need it. We, it's like the best case scenario is we do these runs, but if we do these runs, we got to use the showers. And, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's just like one of those things and you you just sort of had to grit your teeth. I think all of us were sort of like, it's worth it. Like, let's go, we'll do it together. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, you know, but, um, it definitely, I feel like like we had to have like some big group thing going on a little bit where it was like, we're all on the same page about how we're doing this. Right. Right. Good. We're all going to like, you know, code of conduct. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but uh, I would say that that's probably the only the only instance that I can think of where I would have gotten to school like that much more early than the rest of the school. And for the most part, I was getting there, you know, like at 650 in the morning and we would run for, you know, like starting at seven for 30 minutes. And then realistically, at that point in time, the school was pretty full. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I would say very, very, very few occasions. D- yeah. Is this something you experienced frequently i remember just like as a kid like elementary school like you know i would you know we just get there whenever mom dropped us off and uh i'd always like think like oh man i wonder like like someone must be getting here someone's the first kid there every day and i remember always like wanting to be the first kid there you wanted this yeah well it was just like one of those like what would it be like what would you know it felt like it like like a little bit special to be the first one there like no one else is here yet woo Oh man, yeah. not that exciting or anything. And it was never. I don't. Even, I don't think I ever voiced this ever. That like this was like a, you know maybe it'd be so cool to be first because it's, it's you know it's not really that hard to accomplish if your you know parents wanted to provide you such an experience or anything. Right. Like if you asked your yeah. parents, I want to be first. I want to be first. Well, let me tell you who wanted to be first. I think it did happen to me once that I for some reason. Um, either like mom needed to be at the school for something or had to be at work like extra early. And I was like, we're dropping you off. And I remember being the first one there. And it was it was like a glorious like three minutes or something, you know, before the next kid gets there. Right. Yeah. I want to say it was in second grade. But anyway, Luke, uh, on the other hand, has been has said like he wants to be the first one there <laughs> a couple of times. Interesting. I know, and I was like, well, you know, which for me is like, well, if you want to be the first one there, we got to make sure in the morning we are ready to go. You know, like we can do it. You know, you just got to, we got to, as soon as you get up, you know, you got to like get dressed and get your shoes on and eat your breakfast and stuff because we got to do all that and then get in the car and we can, you know, we'll just get there early and that's as, you know, as good as we can do. But so. Do you get like first <laughs> dibs at toys or something? I don't is know. There, like there must be or like something like a power play here. I, I don't know. Maybe the power play is just that like you knowing you're the first one there. Well, and I there's will, like and like sometimes I feel like kids can make a game out of anything or a competition. Like yeah, I got here first, so I win. Right. But yeah. yeah. It's like, no one else is even really playing, but <laughs> but I still won. Yeah. But no, I I actually do. I sort of understand this. Like I am. Uh, I think I've talked about this before, but like like. Typically, my my best case scenario, I don't like to be late for things, but like I definitely, I also do not want to be early for things. Like to me, I feel like like being early, I usually then like like lament the amount 
of time that I have now subjected myself to like losing productivity or just like waiting for everybody else to arrive. Uh-huh. And so, but, but also then I have a respect for the fact that other people have to wait for me if I'm then late. So I can respect the fact that I don't want people to have to wait for me. Um, however, I, I guess on the flip end of things, I also don't want to have to like lose that, that time in the meantime, any uh, either. Um, the exception to this is like whenever we stay, like we go on like a family trip yeah. like like the beach house for example this year um i think alice and i were the last family alice addy and i were the last family to arrive so like your family mom and dad and uh, our younger brother tyler's family had all gotten there first and not by like a huge margin like everybody was still like unpacking and everything yeah but like there is a weird situation that happens like where i like to get there like go and get like the layout of the rooms before people have like put their stuff down in rooms and everything kind of like a feel for like like where all the stuff goes what the layout of the kitchen is like you know it makes me feel like like prepared for the week because once you get there and everybody else is there and stuff has started to be put down it's like well i don't want to go into like like jay and beth's bedroom right like now it feels like an invasion of like not not that you guys have done anything other than set bags down but it's like it's like once it has been established as someone's room it's like well, now I shouldn't go in there because that's like an invasion of like their privacy or right. something. Like I don't want them to, I don't want to be in their room for any reason other than something that they've like specifically asked me. Right. Like if you're the first people there, you can literally walk around and go in every single room. Whereas if you're the last people there, you might not set foot in every room. A- exactly. You know? Yeah. Yep. And, and <clears throat> even then like, like learning in the kitchen, like, you know, it's like where, where's like the silverware, where are the glasses? Yeah. Like, for some reason, I think like when I find them o- on my own, I have like a perfect memory for it. And it's sort of like, it's sort of like, yeah, where's the silver? It's like that drawer, that drawer. you know, it's like, I know exactly where it is. But then like, if, if you have to ask everybody because everybody else has already learned it, it's like, you don't go and explore and open the drawers and see like what's inside of everything. Yeah. You instead are sort of like, where's the silverware drawer? <clears throat> and it's like, it, you know, like then they, they tell you, but then you don't know like where the large spoon drawer is, Yeah. you know? And it's like, it's like, now throughout the rest of the week, it's like, I feel like I'm like, I'm like having to like figure out everything I could have learned in the first 15 minutes. If I could have just gone through an empty space and just pulled every single drawer out right. and looked at what's inside of everything. Yeah. Uh, and self catalog. So anyway, that is like the one instance where it's like, I feel like I want to be the first one at the house so that I can like learn the house mm-hmm. and all the essential like things that I need to know about the house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, otherwise, that would be my that'd be like my one stipulation. Nice. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Time. But Luke likes to be there first. Well, I mean, the, today was the first day where it was like really like on the table. Okay. Like I brought it up to him a few times. Like if you want to get ready, you know, if you want to be there first, we got to leave early. But like no matter what, it's like we still end up getting there at about the same time. And it's like, oh, well, better luck next time. Right. Um, but on this particular on the morning of this morning. Um, it was like, I don't know, it was like 4am and Nick started crying and then he woke up Nate. So I had to go check on both of them. And then while I was in their room, Luke got up and got an hour bed. And then when I came back, I was like, Oh, now I've got this squirmy toddler kicking me in the back. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'll try and fall back asleep, but it's not looking good. And then at like five o'clock, I'm like, you know what? I set the coffee timer to go off at five. So oh, I'm getting up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I went downstairs and then, um, I was just like watching TV for a little bit and Luke comes down at like six, which is pretty good because that means he has time to like sort of like wake up and like watch TV for a minute and like not be like immediately like you got to eat breakfast. We got to get dressed. We got to go. Right. right, Yeah. So we like watched a couple episodes of Bluey and then I got him his breakfast, which was ham sandwiches with mustard, ketchup and ranch dressing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know. I'm like. 
if you say so, whatever, just eat it. I don't, if, that's what you, if that's what you want and you're going to eat it, which he did, uh, good for you. Um, but then I was, you know, I got through it. I managed to pack all the lunch and I got all my stuff packed and I got all his stuff in the car. And I'm like, Luke, we could do it. We could like, if we're, if you get, if you get dressed right now, like we can just go, we can be first right now. We can do it. And he was just like, okay. And so he got all the stuff on and we were like out the door, like nice and early, like way earlier than usual. Like, you know, going to get there. I'm like, Dude, this is it. We're, we're there. We did it. And I get there and there's like a line of like six cars or something in front of us. They haven't even unlocked the doors yet. You know, we're sitting in line waiting for them to unlock the doors. I'm like, Luke, we did it. Congratulations. You know, but then I see all the I'm like realizing that they haven't opened the doors yet. And I see all these buses pulling up. and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they like if they let the bus kids go in right away and they don't unlock the front doors or they're like all the kids are having to sit on the bus over there. It seems so unfair that I couldn't beat the bus kids on a technicality. Oh. You know, now I'm getting competitive with the two. I'm like, right, I'm, right, I'm, I'm going to be so out. annoyed if the bus kids get to go in first. Like, that is so, man, how are other kids supposed to get there first? That's not fair. Right, yeah. right. It's like, don't they know this is a very real serious game? I know, I know. Like, what if my kid's not on the bus that gets here first? What am I supposed to do about that? You know? Right, right, right. Then, right. then it's like, I just chose to live in the wrong spot for this particular game. Gonna have to move. We're moving. That's it. <laughs> We're moving. We're moving. Yeah, but so uh, he gets it there. I don't know if he was the first one in or not, but, but what, um, like, I think typically I've been arriving like around the 730 mark or so. And like, I'm always like rushing there. I'm always feel like I'm so late or whatever. And by the time they finally open the doors and Luke's able to get out the car, it's like seven, like 27 or something. Okay. So I'm like, it honestly, in a weird way, it made me feel like a lot better about all the other drop offs I've done. Oh, interesting. Where it's like, oh, you know what? I've been feeling like we've been getting here late, which is to say inside of the window. So not late, but like, I always feel like, Oh, we just barely made it or something, which we didn't. Um, we've been totally fine the whole time, but it made me realize that like, I've been thinking that like they've been letting kids get dropped off for like, you know, 15 minutes and we're just finally getting here or something. Sure. sure and sure, it's sure. like, no, we've been getting here about two minutes later than this anyway. So it has not really made a huge difference. But what also occurred to me is that I think the I think like the bell rings at like 740. And if they're unlocking the doors at 727, it's like they're expecting the entire school population to arrive inside of like 13, 13 minutes. Yeah, I was gonna like, say, yeah. What? It's a very How is this? It's a very like intense 13 minutes of it's time. It's an intense 13 minutes, and it's like, but it's like, but that must be the case because that's what happens, and it must actually happen every single day and i'm like that is kind of crazy that like because they said this little window it's like like i don't know how many families send their kids to the school but every single person has to be up and ready and to get their kids here inside of this like little window of time it is every no, it, single day when, when <laughs> like, you put it like that yeah it, it is incredibly interesting yeah like, I, I always think about this like uh like when you go and, and like make plans to go and do an activity and it's sort of like if you run into somebody you know at that activity you're like oh what a coincidence that like we're here at this place at this time together at the same time hey. but also whenever <gasps> you go and do an activity literally every single one of the other people that are already there whether you know them or not i always think it would be so interesting to have like spoken to any of those people and be like yeah like on saturday the 17th i'm gonna be there at 6 p.m they're like me too right you know it's like like independently even though you're all completely different people none of whom who know each other you have all made the plans to be in the same spot at the same time this yes this baffles me sometimes if you go to like 
um, like uh, a movie like three weeks after it's come out at like you know two in the afternoon or something. Yes, yeah, you know, yep. like you're you're going to see Barbie three weeks later at you know one p.m. on a Tuesday, and it's like you walk in there, and it's like there are other people there. Other people made the exact same plans as you to see this movie at this time in this place way after it came out. Like right. how what? But like, but like yeah, if you got if you guys would all talk to each other, like I always think about it, like there's like a nearby restaurant, for example, and like you know you you're like standing in line at like a like a Chipotle or something because there's one near our theater, and you'd be like you know like if you just like happen to like overhear the people in front of you being like yeah we're going to see Barbie at two, it's like no way we're going to see Barbie at two, and the people behind you were like no way we're going to see Barbie at two, right? You know, and it's like what is going on right yeah, now? It's like, it's well, like, yeah, well you're all just getting lunch before you see the movie at the place nearest to the movie theater. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah, it's not like, that weird. It's, it's yeah. not as coincidental as you feel like it is, but yeah. it's also kind of like oh. but it's a little coincidental, right? Right. right. You you right share right plans with a whole bunch of people who you don't know all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, All right. So there was, um, what was the other half of this about Luke wants to be at school first? I had another part of it. God, my brain is like scrambling. Did it do the thing? It did the thing. I'm like, I had a whole other thing. I've been like holding it in my brain this whole time, and now I cannot think of at all what it was. Oh, okay. This was it. I remember. <laughs> oh, Bam. we got it back. Okay, go, okay, go, go, so quickly. I remember as a kid, not only wanting to be the first one there, but I always wondered, like, wouldn't it be like a mate? Because like almost every day at school, it was rare that the entire class was there. Like, oh, for sure. one reason or another, one kid was on vacation or someone was sick or they got taken out for a doctor's appointment, whatever. You know, a lot of kids. Yeah, a lot it, of schedules. It never yeah. seemed like there was a complete, like some days there was perfect attendance, but it seemed like most days at least one kid was missing, maybe two, maybe three. And like, I remember thinking like, wouldn't it be crazy if like for some reason every other kid in my class wasn't here and I was the only one here the whole day? Like, wouldn't that be like wild? That'd be so cool. Like, well, I mean, first of all, it would not be cool because it was definitely means something terrible has happened or like there's a big sickness going around. Right. Um, but it's like, like, I don't know what they would do, but like, it, it's, it's also like just not feasible at all that like, like would they just send you home? I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, you're right. Like it would be, it's like one of those things where it's like, it technically could happen at any point in time, but what are the, the odds of it? Like, like it feels like one in every million days of, of school attended or something, or maybe even less odds than that. But it'd be like, like there must be the instance where that many more students are out or, or like even like you know like a class of 20 only five sh- somehow show up like right it's yeah. a very rare thing to have happen for one reason or another but it's like it seems like statistically speaking it should happen right it, eventually someone has had this day where their 20 person class was just five for the day because everyone was sick or on vacation or something like that yes you know like i can see like it feels like you know, maybe like the like the day before Christmas break or something sure. would be a great time for something like this to happen where like a ton of families are like, nah, we're leaving a day early. Just don't worry about it. And also a lot of people could be sick right then because it's like cold weather outside. Like feels like that could happen. Anyway, in I remember I uh thinking this was kind of funny because last year I can't remember whether it was Nick or Nate but one of them was sick and had to stay home from preschool and their class is only five people big okay and so that's 20% of the class right there, there but it turns out the other three people couldn't make it either no and they way. were the only kid in school that day oh my god <laughs> I know so I thought that was really funny I was like man I used to dream of that happening and you could you did it in preschool man you got it done right away it never happened to me what a glorious I thing. know what a glorious day for them so like, 
yeah. Congratulations. Bravo. Bravo. It, feel, it feels like there should be like a special little award or something. I know. Only one at school. Perfect attendance. <laughs> I survived whatever took care of the rest of you guys that day. Right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely <laughs> killing it. Absolutely yeah. killing it. Well, that's that's amazing. Um, man. Okay. So uh, to, to, to close out, to close out, I feel like there's, there's like one last little conversation that I thought was really interesting that we're having... Um, uh, in office last week, because I was I was sort of like presenting this sort of like unusual um, thing that I realized is, is like maybe started happening since podcasting, like doing the popcorn culture podcast. Yeah. And the the question is 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 doing the podcast almost therapy, like not necessarily for the listener, but like for you and I, mm. because like a lot of times, like what we're doing is we are coming in and we are like, like we've, we've clearly had something on our mind for one reason or another, like something that's like either like that's like stuck in your brain or like weighing on you or, or this, that or the other. And we're coming in and we're having like big discussions and we're usually like trying to like work through the concept or, or get to the bottom of it. So like, like on some level, it's like, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like, that's, that's in a way what therapy is. You go and you sit down and you talk for an hour and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of try to figure out like things you can't figure out somehow some way um which which on the whole like that part of it makes sense but the curiosity to me was that like i have actually found that like by regaling or reminiscing through even like positive memories uh in certain instances has almost like used my like my like ability to reminisce on that thing really yeah so it's it's almost sort of like it's like i've like unpacked or or revisited or rehandled even like positive memories in a way uh that is like so thorough that like my brain like even if it can like remember the specific instance that i've talked about it's almost like yeah but you know like i already used my reminiscence of that memory Mm -hmm. and so it's like it was fun yeah it was cool to go back and reminisce about it but it's almost like my brain like is sort of like able to like to like check it off and like send it off into the distance and it's like i feel like i even like remember the memory less now wow which, interesting yeah and like so, so like i'm imagining like the movie inside out where riley's got like her shelves of memories and your your brain's just got like a whole a whole big shelf of just like ben will need these one more we'll keep them around for one more visit yes exactly and like yep. these are the, the but the next time we send this up to hq they can just send it right into the memory dump you know that's it right 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 yep. yeah it's like it's like we'll, we'll burn it one more time We'll, we'll go through it one last time. It's like, oh, what a cool thing. And then it's like gone. Yeah. Then it's gone. And what, what's, I think the reason it's like, it's strange is because like the other big thing about doing the podcast and talking so much and doing all the things that we do is like a lot of times, you know, you're, you're like trying to like, like go through and figure out like wh- where you can like pull information from, from like your life experiences and stuff. And I feel like the further into podcast land that I've gotten, it is almost like, it's like, well, I used, I used that one already. So I can't use that. As an example, let me look over here. Oh, I use those two. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like weird because I feel like my brain is like <laughs> like like I I've gone through and and through the process of like telling all these like various stories of our our childhood and memories, high school, GMA, yeah. high you know just cross country, all the you know the various things. I'm like, oh, this is strange. Right. Yeah. Like, like I've used all my stories. That's it. Right. Right. It's like, yeah. um, but maybe they have like a like a recharge time. You yeah. Know, maybe, maybe 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 it's like like in you know like a video game. It's like you use a certain attack and it's like it's like it's got a recharge. It's got a timer on it. It's yeah. coming back. It'll come, come back, back around. A cool down time. Time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what it is. A cool down time. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I do know sometimes I feel like I'll like tell, you know, I'll like you know, something I'll, I'll have a story and, you know, I'll, 
you know, get into work on whatever and I'll, I'll tell the story and it'll be like, okay, well, story's told. I've told it now. Like, that's it. I can't tell that story again right. or something, which is like so like ridiculous. Like if I were to sit down at lunch later, I'd be like, well, what would be the point in telling you this story? Because I told it to other people later, even though that person I'm having lunch with has, you know, was not there for the story. Was not there. Yeah. 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 But like makes no difference to them. And in my mind, it's like, no, I already used it. I'm not. That would be like it'd be like cheating to the cosmic conversation universe to use it again to like get second use out of this. Right. right, <laughs> right, right. Like I can't I can't tell a chocolate explosion story twice. I know. Like, you know, it's like I told it once. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've absolutely I've been in a thousand occasions where, you know, you're you and you and, you know, someone else arrive at, you know, let's say we're going to a brewery or something and me and you were the first ones to get there. And, you know, you you tell me a story about how this happened to you this weekend. And then it's like the next person talks. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I was just telling Jay and you retell the whole story. And then as that's ending, you know, two more people show up I'm like, what's up, guys? Well, you know, I was just I was telling these guys and it's like now nah, I've lived the story three times. This is un- this is unbelievable. I, it, you know? it just keeps coming back around <laughs> again. Keeps, already, this, come on, man. I know. I know. Well, yeah. and I think it depends <clears throat> on whether or not you find like you find like resolution. And, I, and so this was the example that I was giving. So I was talking about like positive memories, but there was, uh, I think the, the example that I, that I was giving to, um, to the team the other day was like, I remember as a kid, there was like this situation when you actually solved this one possibly for me. Maybe that's why I've been able to like fully put it to rest. Uh, but like for Christmas one year, there was this, this remote control car and we were in a yeah, big remote control far, car phase. And, uh, it was called the speed wrench. And I was like, I was so, I was so jazzed for, for the speed wrench. Cause it was like this, like it had like a, the controller was like an impact gun and you could like take the wheels off and, you know, put like monster truck tires on or like racing tires or like just standard tires and it's like you know it's like highly customizable and i think to me it was like nothing more fun like being able to like make it my own even though there was like really three options for what it could look yeah. like um but i remember i was super excited about it and i was like that's like you know that's like the thing i want for christmas and i, I remember i think I, and i know that i told the story on the pop but like the thing was is that like you know we got to christmas we're like opening our gifts or whatever and like our little brother tyler received the speed wrench uh like remote control car and right. I, I remember like in the moment like like looking at mom and dad and, and sort of being like like are you kidding like, me it, no not, not that but like well like in my head i was like oh it was a mistake it was yeah. just like you know like yeah like, you'll tell him right now right, yeah like put like, the tags on the wrong boxes yeah this is about to be solved i'm not worried about it and then of course it wasn't uh because they just you know i'm sure they just thought that it was a great gift for tyler which of course it was and also like when you're three brothers it's like it's weird how much you think you own a thing when it's like you have the toy in your house now mm, it's yes. like it's yes. like but like i think the three of us we we were kind of specific about like it's like this is Jay's toy. This is Tyler's toy. These are Ben's toys. Right. Like, like not that we didn't play with like, like you know, with each other stuff or with each other even, <laughs> but like it did, it did still seem like there was like the the mark of ownership was like was like you know tied to right. each like, other respective. You, yeah, it wasn't like you couldn't share, but it was like you couldn't take that to your friend's house. Yeah, exactly. That one's yeah, yeah. Right, it's right. Like no, 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 no. no. Well, we're here. While we're at the house. Use you can use it as much as you want. But like, if we were to like really draw some lines here, like I'm not letting you like take my toy to yeah to that kid's house you, <laughs> you know? can't play with it so hard that you might break it <laughs> exactly exactly i am allowed to be upset if you break my thing even though we're all playing with it in the exact same way and they basically all belong to everybody exactly exactly yeah, yeah. which again now as you know on the other end of the spectrum as a parent you know i feel like it's it is much more obvious that it's like things for the household like things for the kids it's like it's a great way to give the gift to somebody but it's also like now the house has it yeah. you know like now we can all we can all play with it someone um, phrased it to 
to me once, or maybe it was just in a in like a, a parenting blog or so I don't remember where, but that like it is difficult for children to share something they have not truly possessed yet. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. So like, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. at a birthday party or something, like if, you know, you're the birthday kid and you just, you know, uh, unbox this like amazing action figure and like you've held it for like one minute and your brother is like, oh my God, can I have a turn? I want to play with it. It's like, it is like, you know, you love a situation where birthday child is like, of course, here, have a turn. But it is like, it is unfair to expect them to share in that moment before they have, they themselves who received the gift have even truly possessed it. Like, like, you know, like they like, have yeah. not like really owned the gift yet. You cannot share something you do not own. You right, know? right. And right. so it's like before you've owned it, it's difficult to share. So you shouldn't expect them to share three minutes after they have it because they haven't really owned it, it was it, anyway yeah if, like, i feel like now as an adult like going and like buying like like a new car your dream car or something and then like someone being like hey i'm going on a road trip do you mind if i borrow your car and it's like you mean you like you want to put the first like 500 miles on on my new car my that I, i've like, only I driven so. home from the dealership like, yeah I, I, I got it yesterday you know it's yeah. like and like it's like one of those things where it's like i have like let friends use my cars for road trips before and like i don't mind the mileage that is added to my car. Right. But if it was the first 500 miles on the car, I'd right. be like, you get more experience with this car than I do. Exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. about that. Yeah. Right, yeah right. I don't really know about that, my like, man. You have all the experiences that I don't have yet. Okay. I um, want to back up for a second though. Cause okay. you said when like in the act of retelling a story, you think people are retelling it because they didn't get like resolution from it. And it's just like, that is like a very interesting spin on like conversational goals to me. Cause like in my mind, like I, it's like I, they're telling like, like that is like I, I try to imagine a situation where I'm just like sitting around with a group of friends and like I'm telling the story to new and new people because I'm searching for some sort of like resolution out of the story. Like that, that is why I have begun talking to you is to like help solve a problem or something. Like I think almost at all times when I'm conversing with anyone ever, my goal is simply to entertain. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, it's like, like I'm going to tell you this story because I know that it is interesting right. and therefore entertaining to listen to. And no, I think that's fair. I just think I because I think that probably is on the same token, it's like a lot of the stuff that I have explained or talked about, you know, through the pop. I am telling the stories because I do think that they're like interesting or like they provide like a piece of like you know perspective or or like even if like you can't relate to like my speed wrench story, you might be able to relate to like a similar form of yeah. like like jealousy over like a gift being given or something like yeah. that and so i i feel like i feel like that's probably like a piece of it but like what i'm saying is that like probably like some small piece of me like like the the child version of me that like felt that like that feeling of jealousy um as a kid like never unpacked it mm -hmm. you know and then as a result well, it was given to tyler so <laughs> 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 that's true how could i have unpacked how could you? It? that's a, oh my god that was hilarious funny th funniest thing that happened all day well um, i try to entertain you know yeah, yeah, yeah i know i <laughs> Um, but what I, what I mean though is that like, you know, like there was like this lingering emotion that like on some level it was sort of like, like as an adult, I'm not still stuck on this. I'm not worried about it. Like I've obviously like very clearly moved past it. Plus for Christmas a couple years ago, you found one new in the box that you gave me for Christmas. I, so sure I, I did. finally did get to unpack yeah. it, um, <laughs> which was really great. So I have it at my house. I, I have a speed wrench, which I'm, I'm very proud to say, but like, I think what, what I found was, is that like by reminiscing on the story, by re regaling people with the story, it actually like allowed 
allowed me as an adult through adult lenses to fully understand things like, like, you know, Olaf's song uh, from Frozen 2, like this will all make sense when I'm older. Mm-hmm. It's like, it did all make sense when I was older. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like I can look back on it and like, look at the full scope of the situation. Look at like the lens through mom and dad's perspective. Look at it through like childhood me's perspective, like understanding that like mom and dad didn't know every single thought that like went through my head. And it was like an unfair, it was an unfair expectation to to place on them to know like wh- what this what this particular one toy meant to me out of all of the toys and also recognizing that like mom and dad were incredibly generous with us as kids you know like there's lots of amazing things that happened so like um even though i was stuck even though like, like childhood me felt like some some sense of like injustice again or jealousy it was like it was like by by going back to the story by revisiting the story by retelling the story it was almost like I could let go of something I didn't even know I was holding on to. Right. And, and that's what I mean by like therapy, because then it was sort of like when I let go of it, my compulsion to retell the story was almost sort of like, I don't know if I really need to anymore. Right. You know, it's like, like, I feel like I, I, I had something like, like part of what made me feel like this story was worth telling to anybody in the first place was because people have like misery loves its company. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like a, like, Oh yeah. Other people will know what this feeling is like, you know? Um, and, and, but like, that's the thing is like, I don't, I don't have any negative emotions tied to the memory anymore. And because of that, it's like ultimately freeing in some ways, ah, I see. which is very nice. Um, like, because it's sort of like you, you went and, and if mentally you have like little, little anchors tied to all these like little memories or whatever, it's like they can overall be weighing you down. And like when you go to therapy in general, what you're attempting to do is cut ties from those anchors and let those things go. Right. And be more at peace. Be right. more okay. Yeah. Um so just in being on the podcast and having like visited them, it's like the memories were still visible, but like what was tying them down was not. Yeah, and like now that you've revisited it, it's like, oh, you know what? This is I I remember feeling this way. And as an adult, it's like at you know what? That was a silly way to feel. Yeah. 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 And I mean so like Which makes like, you feel less resentment overall in general exactly yeah Yeah, precisely and and they're they're easy ties to cut like it's like you know it wasn't like i had to like really and that that's probably the big difference you know like when you go to when you go to therapy therapy you're probably trying to cut more difficult ties to more difficult memories than than my really you know surface level one here um but as an adult going back revisiting the story cutting that tie it's it was it was dead simple you know it was sort of like oh my god i can let that go now but like doing 200 episodes of this stuff or coming up on 200 episodes you know it's like Man, I've done this with a bunch of things now. Yeah, um, I'm not bothered by anything. I'm not bothered by anything. But as a result, I have left. I have less to say. Maybe who knows? We're, we're still no, talking. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. We didn't even talk about the crystal horse on here. I know. It seems like a good topic for next week. Yeah, it does. Anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Tune in next week to find out all about the crystal horse. What, what could it be? A horse made of crystal? Not what you think. Or a, a crystal made of horse? Crystal made of <laughs> what? What is this? We've unearthed crystallized horse. <laughs> you know what? That's weird. It, it could be, could be, or it could be interesting. Or we'll have be. to wait till next week to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as ever, those guys, if you would like a little bit more popcorn culture action, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Uh, select the $5 tier to get access to after the final pop, the next 15 to 20 minutes of Jay and I talking after each week's episode, covering on something that we did or did not talk about in that day's episode. Uh, plus, you get the entire back catalog of all of the other episodes that we've ever done of after the final pop. So you can go and give those a, a just a big old listen. Um, but otherwise, until next time. Blood. You 
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.